Then answers like, can you tell a tree of the dogwood variety by its bark? Hi, no. America. No. Hello, well, my name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. I've got 99 trees, but a birch ain't one. <laughs> Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment, we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind, and that's the very tune she then snores. Let's have a listen tonight. <laughs> Happy birthday. I'm going to go down to oh. Electric Avenue, and then I'll wake your mother. True, Ooh. Eddie Grant. We don't wow. want to wake my mother up. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. <laughs> she is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research <laughs> skills to tonight's show. She is our producer and sound engineer. Heather really wants to buy one of those grocery checkout dividers, but the lady behind the counter keeps putting it back. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Heather. Hello. <laughs> You would think the self-checkout lanes would have more mirrors, wouldn't you? Wow. I also wish to introduce... The mad and crazy! Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. 
Michelle does not want to make bad choices, but she got here late today and all the good choices were already taken. It's true. It's very true. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. And running late does not count as exercise, by the way. Oh. Also joining us tonight around our table is our resident attorney, Dr. Nathan Bush. Today, Nathan realized Dove chocolate tastes way better than Dove soap. Welcome to the show, Nathan. I told Santa what I wanted for Christmas this week, and he washed my mouth out with soap. They're mad, they're bad, and they are paranormal. This is season three, episode 85. Are we on or 86? 85. Where 85. have you been? I'm ahead of myself by a week. Uh, I've been in a DeLorean, and I'm getting confused. Sure. But we are on 85. I want to tell you, before we jump in to the first round, that we have a listening party. Many... Many hundreds of people join our listening party. They're on there right now. If you go to Facebook, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, you can join our listening party. They're playing along. They're sharing jokes. They're having banter yeah. and jivality and gif wars. Gif They're having wars. a fabulous time whilst we're here, flogging our guts out, doing the best that we can to be funny and informative. So if you wish to join that listening party, you can be interactive with the show and all of our fans and followers from all over the world just go to facebook more questions than answers with adrian lee so now as convention dictates we have the shower gel martin sponsored gong of infinite knowledge to sound in the first round with the conditioner of facts and the loofah of statistics stand back martin always very impressive on this very day in 1877 thomas edison recorded the first ever voice recording does anyone know what he actually said does anyone want to jump in grab themselves some points and be impressive ahoy what did he say first i believe that was there anybody out there well i believe the ahoy was alexandra graham bell with the telephone (laughs) but you're going in the right direction i'm not going to complain about that that's a good answer i gave you an answer is there anybody out there is there anybody out there this is the first ever voice 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 can you hear me hello it was Moida. Moida. Yeah. What's happening? He actually said Mary had a little lamb. Oh. She thought it rather silly. He went and he actually recited the whole of Mary had a little lamb. But Thomas Edison, of course, the electric light bulb, the phonograph, the storage battery, moving pictures in the cinema. No one likes a smart ass, do they? I'm just saying. Right. Now, if you recall, if you have a good memory... We have already done a quiz previously on Thomas Edison. What quiz? So, oh. for the second time in the history of MQTA Radio, and this is the first time this has ever happened in eight years, I can't believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about Thomas Edison. Episode two. Episode <laughs> two. <laughs> never been done before. Probably never happen again, but he did so many wondrous and incredible things. We God. can go around twice. If you recall from our previous <sighs> show, he actually saved a young girl from a railway crash. He pulled her off the tracks and the dad was so grateful. He taught him how to use the telegraph. He was deaf in one ear. If you remember any of these things, he sat up a laboratory in his nope. bedroom. Gone. He sent a telegraph to the boy next door. No. You don't who, remember any of this. Who cares? Was I here? Was you here? Yes. <laughs> is there anybody here? No. So retaining information isn't one of your greatest skills. No. Now, Edison was born with an unusually large what? Ear. He had one unusually 
large ear, which made it very useful. Yep, elephantitis of the ear. He had elephantitis (laughs) of the ear. He got expelled from school for eating a bun in a very unusual manner. He trod on the bun and the current went up his leg. Oh, stop! I love this show. You said he had elephantitis of one ear. (laughs) Yep. So he was really good at hearing. Like Jamie Summers, the bionic woman. Yeah. No, so no, when no, he no, was no, no, no. listening, you know, he cock his head to one way. Depending on which side it <laughs> yeah. was. That's fantastic. Yeah. He had one large ear. Surprised he didn't have a limp. Wow. Oh. What, due to having one big ear? Yeah, that's right. Because the <laughs> wind called it. balance. <laughs> I was thinking if you're walking along and the wind's catching that, you're walking around in one big circle. Yeah. Could be. J- Could due be, to yeah. drag coefficiency like a more. Sail. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Michelle, he had a very large what? Spleen. (laughs) And then he discovered after he died. How would you know you had a large spleen? I mean, would you just have a lump there or? Protruded. It's a protrusion. Yeah. Like a parasite. Yeah. Look at my. Like a goiter. (laughs) Wow. That's a very high up spleen, but I can see where (laughs) you're going with that. Goiters and spleens. He was born with an unusually large what? Brain. I might give you a point for this. It was his forehead. He was unusually broad in the head department. His head was larger than average. Would an ear Would an ear do that? Despite protestation, no, his ear would not do. It would make his head wider. <laughs> Michelle's just taken a big swig of drink, and most of it's now on the floor. There's some snot involved in that as well, I might. That would teach you to drink. God. Halfway, <laughs> halfway through the quiz. It's his mother I feel sorry for in the maternity ward. <laughs> and his dad as well on the back of that, I guess. Yes, he had an unusually large head. We used we used, despite your protestations of spleen, I'm not going to waver in my points tonight. Can you believe we're in Minnesota, the home of Charles Shorts, the inventor of Peanuts and yep. Charlie Brown? There is a certain type of kid you see in Minnesota. Melonheads. That has, <laughs> for the sake of argument, let's call them the melon-headed kids. Yeah. You know as well as I do growing up in Minnesota, and I was amazed to see this. There are kids wandering around. With melonheads. Whose head looks like a melon oh, on, yeah. on a cocktail stick. It's true. I can't believe they've got the strength in their neck to hold their heads up. When Schultz drew Charlie Brown and all the Peanuts characters, he was just drawing what he saw around him. Yeah. There are melon-headed kids in this state. I think they're my cousins. You have Ooh. some melon-headed cousins, do you? Don't tell them. Yes. We'll, uh, we only have 100,000 <laughs> listeners in 190 countries. I'm sure it won't get back to them in any shape or form. Uh-oh. How did Edison nearly die in his childhood? Think of a way in which he could have nearly died. You shall win the points. Closest one. What do you think? How did he... He stuck a peanut up his nose. And he had a peanut allergy. He was playing Russian roulette with a packet of M&Ms. Yes. He stuck a peanut up his... Can we have some questions that don't involve elephants in some shape or form? No. Every answer... (laughs) You don't associate, like, noses and peanuts with elephants, no? No. Okay. So you think, how did he nearly die by getting a peanut wedged up his nose? I don't know. You had a crayon in your ear. That is true. (laughs) 
There, there's been many things placed in many places. Oh. Some of them may still wow. be there. Ouch. I coughed really loudly about a week ago and a piece of Lego came up that I swallowed in 1973. Yeah, and the oh. kazoo hit a nice note. Oh. There you go. Oh, look. Oh. Millennium Falcon. Look, Barbie shoe. Great. Everything you've ingested since the day you were born suddenly came up due to a coughing fit. You're saying, how did he nearly die? How does one nearly die through getting a peanut stuck up their nose? Couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. So you don't think the mouth would have been a second option? Or nope. the other nostril? <laughs> no. <laughs> no mouth breathers. No mouth breathers in the Edison family. Michelle, how did he escape nearly dying in his childhood? I think he nearly drowned. You think he nearly drowned? If he would have drowned, he wouldn't have been here, would he? <gasps> he fell out of a tree. He fell out of a tree looking for peanuts. Yes, the peanut tree. <laughs> yes, Cubes. we all know that peanuts have to be picked from trees, of course. No, what planet are you on? I can see Jimmy Carter, now your president, I've climbing heard. ladders to pick peanuts in his peanut tree plantation. <laughs> there you go. Nathan, how do you think Edison did he died in his childhood? He touched a high-tension electrical wire. Yeah, oh. had nothing to do with electricity back in the day. Michelle wins her first... Yay! gurgling life raft points of the evening he narrowly escaped drowning in the barge canal that ran alongside his house apparently his large head kept him afloat yep there is a buoy it's a buoy <laughs> it is a buoy not a boy buoy. I, oh, you can't get away with Britishisms, can you it's definitely a don't buoy buoyancy boy buoyancy it's not buoyancy Wait Don't start throwing things at me. I got one left. Oh, You've God. got one left, Look have it. you? It's yes. right here. You better keep that. That's <laughs> not throwing candy. That's candy for eating. You say that now. I actually had a dream about drowning in an ocean of orange Fanta last night, but it was a, just a fantasy. <laughs> oh. no. Drink. Drink a lot. Fanta, that famous... Nazi orange soda invented by the Germans during the Second World War. If you don't believe me, go and look it up. How do you stop an attorney from drowning? Any thoughts? You shoot him you before don't. he hits the water. <laughs> oh, good God. Laugh it up, Nathan. We're going for a walk by the lake later. Yeah. Edison invented a device to kill what animal with electricity? Flies. He invented a fly killer. Electric fly swatter, and I love them. Don't put your tongue on it. Or his large ear. (laughs) (laughs) And then the peanut flew out of his nose like a bullet. See, it's all connected. I can see what's going on in your little walnut. Fly swatter, electric, go. Michelle. He invented a device to kill what animal with? Electricery. I'm not very happy about this, and I don't know if it was Edison, but Barnum and Bailey killed an elephant by electrocuting it. No! It was Edison that did that because he wanted to prove to Tesla that direct yeah. current was safer. It wasn't pleasant. Than AC current, and they did actually electrocute an elephant, but it wasn't a device he invented for use around the home because no one has problems with elephants in their house, do they? Look at these footprints in the butter. We've got elephants in their house again. You know there's an elephant under your bed because your nose is touching the ceiling. We should have brought one of those Edison traps. There's always an elephant in the room. There is. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'll take that. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Uh 
Yeah, don't start throwing things at me. We're going to have a missile-free <laughs> I need evening a slingshot of fun and frivolity. You could kill someone. <laughs> Nathan. Mice. Mice. I tell you what, I'm going to give Morris a couple of points. He was cockroaches, would you believe? Ooh, thank you, bugs. But he was also working on head lice, so that's fried lice. <gasps> but yes, cockroaches. The device was killing cockroaches with electricity, and he did actually kill an elephant at one stage, but that wasn't a device for use in the house, unless you live in Kenya, of course. Seeing a cockroach on your bed is nothing, actually, compared to when it disappears. Now, dying on this day, at the age of 73, in 343 AD, was the Greek bishop, Nicholas of Myra. Who was this gentleman? Anyone you want to jump in and... Who was he? Who was Nicholas? St. Nicholas! Yes! St. Nicholas! Died ah. on this day in 343. Do you not think you should have had a trigger warning for kids listening to this program? I've not said anything about Santa Claus. I just said St. <gasps> Nicholas, Nicholas of Myra. Who is Santa Claus known as? He is known as Father Christmas, I believe. And? He is known as... I'm out. I have nothing left. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a turd. Now, it's interesting. He was actually Greek, but... That part of Greece is now in Turkey, mm. so I don't know whether he's Greek or Turkish. I'd like to go with Turkey because it seems to fit Christmas quite well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You have a Greek Santa Claus? Yes. Santa Claus was Greek. If you see him driving past on a scooter, look out for your handbag and he'll pinch your bottom. So Ooh. he was Greek or a turkey? Well, this is the question. <laughs> you know, potato, potato. He was born in what was ancient Greece, but that's now in Turkey. So it's up for you to decide, I guess. Greek. We're going to go with Greek. What's wrong with Greek? Nothing wrong with Greek. Happy with Greek. He became St. Nicholas, who we know as Santa Claus, so for the first time, very festively in the history of MQTA Radio. I cannot believe that. Bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about St. Nicholas. Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling like you're going to no. get yourself some points, Morris? <laughs> no. Heather's more of a Krampus kind of lady. I am a Krampus lady. Yes. Well, we've got St. Nicholas, unfortunately. Perhaps we... we'll do... We'll have a Christmas special. I celebrate the holidays. Yes. You are the darkness. <laughs> we are the light. You'll still want a present, though, won't you? See how that works. You'd rather dress up as the devil and chase, chase prepubescent girls through the streets of Austria with a stick. That's right. And fire. Yes. <laughs> All the fun of Christmas. I can't think of a better Christmas. Can you? <laughs> that is quite fun. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I lived in Vienna in Austria for a while, and that is a fun thing to witness. Oh yeah. You can't beat kids being beaten, can you? For all the fun of the fair. And fire. Nice. <laughs> Trauma. Possibly go wrong. And horns. Yeah, and baskets. You would think that people that came from Austria would be in some way psychologically damaged by this. Adolf Hitler. <coughs> Sigmund Freud. <coughs> Where were you conceived again? I was conceived in Austria. <laughs> There's a warning there. Camping holidays, fresh air and hiking. Be warned, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Now, the bones and remains of St. Nicholas exude a clear watery liquid that is said to have healing qualities. They call it the manor of St. Nicholas, or corpse juice to the rest of us. That's right. Originally, his body was buried in Myra, which was ancient Greece. Then it was moved 
to Bari in the south, or Bari in the south of Italy, and then it was moved to its current location, which is in Venice, and all the while it's exuding clear liquid. They collect it once a year, the monks, and they sell it. It has healing properties. What I need you to do is to tell me what that clear liquid that comes out of St. Nicholas's bones, what it smells like. How would you imagine that to smell? It has a very distinctive... Toenails. S- toenails don't smell of anything, surely. <laughs> toe yes. jam. Yes. Toe jam does. Yeah, no, yes. Go. So you're saying... the toes. The bones of St. Nicholas... Smells like toe jam. Feet jelly. <laughs> Where'd you get this from? Like a ripe... It popped into my head. Like a nice ripe cheese. That's right. Lovely. Yes, cottage cheese. Perfect. The bones of St. Nicholas. Smell like cottage cheese. Perfect. Or cotton candy, whichever. Which one are you going to go with? Because it's important to get this right. (laughs) Are you going to go moist cheese or cotton candy? I'm going to go with moist cheese. You're going to go with moist cheese. Yes, cheesy boins. When given the choice, always go with the moist cheese. Yes. You have to listen very carefully. A knowledge of world cheeses would make that joke very funny. Michelle. The juice, the corpse juice of St. Nicholas smells of what? Well, I think it either smells like candy canes and gumdrops. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Wassail. These are a few of our favourite things. Or... Interesting. That's good. Creosote and bike oil. <laughs> lost yeah. childhood dreams. It yeah, smells broken of lost... dreams. <laughs> Along the boulevard of broken dreams? Yeah. How do broken dreams smell? <laughs> smell his bones. Nathan, welcome back to planet Earth. <laughs> I'm going to give Nathan some points. Oh. What? Well, they can easily be taken away again for over-enthusiasm. They, he's... <sighs> Corpse juice smells of rose water, apparently. Bull. Here's the thinking. No, nothing to do with bulls. Bull. Or bunk. Bull water. It if you is. are playing the Bell Bunk and Snore drinking game, you can have your first shot of the evening. As much as Miss Morris protests, his bones do exude clear liquid and they do smell of rose water. I don't believe it. It uh. is believed, scientifically, they think, that because they're housed in Venice, it's below sea level. And they're thinking that the moisture from the floor or from the chapel is coming up through the marble because they're below sea level. And something's taking place in the bones where it's then pushing that liquid out due to pressure. But that does exist. You can go and look that up and they sell that. And it's meant to have healing qualities. And it smells of rose water. Bunk. Mm. St. Nicholas is not just the patron saint of children. He is the patron saint of what other professions? And there is a list. So shout out a profession. Razors. What's what profession is razors? Circus performers. Circus sports. He Nick. is oh. bicyclists. <laughs> he is the patron saint of disposable of razors. Shaving. Of, of shaving. Lawyers. Hang on. This is not I need to gather this back up into some sort of respectable sack of toys with all the ribbons done up. Miss Morris, you are gonna go with which percent which which kind of profession is using razors? Shaving. So a barber we call that. Yep. So you're gonna go with barbers. <laughs> we call that <laughs> And hairdressing. He is the patron saint of cosmetology. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, yes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Just a bit off the sides today, sweetheart. Mm. Going anywhere nice on your holidays? Yes. Turkey. Michelle. St. Nick, patron saint of... Bus drivers. Bus drivers. That's very specific, isn't it? Yeah. Nathan. I'm going to use one that Michelle gave me. Attorneys. Attorneys. He is. No one got this right, unfortunately. <gasps> patron saint of children, sailors... Merchants, so any kind of shopkeeping. Children sailors. Children sailors. <laughs> Ship ahoy. <laughs> yeah. Get going, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Children sailors on the good ship Lollipop. Row boy. <laughs> Row boy. <laughs> Put your back into it. The sound in the background banging a drum. I've never seen a children sailor. Yeah. <laughs> I have Pippi Longstocking. Yes. I'm sure there's many a powder monkey <laughs> was given their first yep. job on board a ship oh, yeah. to run up and down between the gunpowder and the cannons as many child Great. was given that job first off on a ship. Child sailors, merchants, <laughs> archers. You could have gone for a bit of archery then. Oh. Sure. Pawn brokers. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Who knew Pond such brokers. wonder? Did you say circus sports halfway through this, by the way? I did. Sure. Cir- so patron saint of tightrope walking... Unicycling, yeah. fire eating, freaks. custard buckets, freaks, and thieves. Who knew that thieving, thieving was an occupation, apparently? But the patron saint of thieving and cool. thievery I like this guy. was St. Nicholas. There you go. Have you seen that porn America on the History Channel? Yes. This item is priceless. I'll give you $800 for it. <laughs> That's how that works. According to research done on his bones in 2005, St. Nicholas was five foot tall. So, oh, I was going to say 5'3". Five, five, well, you'll be wrong. He was five foot tall, so no points He to wore heels. Had. What, three inch heels? High <laughs> heeled sandals. Can you imagine Santa, Santa. Santa arriving and he looks like something from the Rocky Horror Show? Yeah, baby. I love that Santa. I sit on his lap. Lovely. So you're in your bedroom late at night <laughs> pretending to sleep with all the excitement of sugar plums yes. running through your head. And up goes the sash, and climbing through your window in full stocking suspenders, high heels and makeup, oh. is Saint Nick. Yeah, You've suddenly decided to embrace a transvestite lifestyle. I love him. Trans-Santa. Trans-Santa. I love Trans-Santa. sweet Trans-Santa. <laughs> your yes, mind right. goes to some very odd places. He had a broken what? When they examined his bones, they found out he had a broken what? He had a broken nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be your bone nose will it yes so when they examined his bones <laughs> yes they decided that the cartilage and the flesh that is your nose yes was broken yep from 373 ad they yes. discovered he had a broken Somebody nose smacked him in the face he had a peanut stuck up it didn't he yes right yeah well it was christmas it was more of a walnut yeah, merry <laughs> christmas he had a walnut shoved up his nose are you sure yes you want to go for yeah. nose you're yeah. happy with that aren't yep. you? someone punched him in the face that's right yep. it was bar humbug sick of you smack generous nick got a punch, punch to the face <laughs> With his child sailors. Yeah. <laughs> Rudolph's looking on thinking, I wish my nose was as red as that. <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling his own slate tonight. <laughs> Any sensible answers, Michelle, that you wish to give me? Hip. He had broken his hip. Yeah, he, limped, he was old. He limped into the bedroom with a large bulging sack. 
Nathan. Ooh. He's left femur. Yeah. What if it's his right femur? Are you going to be unhappy? No. You're sticking with his left femur. Right femur. Right femur. <laughs> Just give me the femur. Femur. It pains me to say this, but Morris is 100% correct. <laughs> he had a broken nose. <laughs> You're welcome. Nice. How does that even oh, happen? Easily. You've been cheating. This how? Cheating tape. How? You looked at my notes when I went for a wee? No. No. There's cheating You don't tape. write anything sensible. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you went with nose. How's that even possible? Yes, Because I'm Nick. picturing you right now. Got a broken nose. It's a bit mean, isn't it? It's always violence with you American women, isn't it? It's the first port of call is physical violence. Yeah. Everything I smell smells terrible, by the way. I think I've got a deviated rectum. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm-mm. I no. love no. this show. That was no. then, but this is now. As we enter our favourite part of the show, it's the mailbag. Yay! We Yum. love the mailbag. We love receiving your messages, your letters of support. Most people do that by writing to us on Facebook. And taking place right now is our listening party, of course. So you can write on there if you go to more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, you can write to me and I will read them out. John is a great follower and Hi, supporter John. of the show. Hi, John. He's posted Happy Thanksgiving to my Friday night family. And all the wonderful Patreon supporters, my crazy friends on the live show, posting thread and the Dark Matter digital network. And, of course, the manufacturer of Jubes. Jubes. I love Jubes. Return of the Jubes. Here I am. Turn up the jubes. You knew that was coming, didn't you? You've strained yourself, haven't you? I love it. He listens, of course, first at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter digital network we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world Brittany, a great supporter of the show as well hi Brittany. Brittany. she's posted i can't wait for this love my mqta family and friends hope you all had an amazing thanksgiving plate of brown you can listen to the show for free anytime in our archives if you go to soundcloud.com you can search for mqta radio we have eight years worth of shows there if you'll have a long journey over christmas you can listen to them back to back if you're trying to dig (laughs) snow out of your driveway if you're going to anywhere near venice to get some corpse juice if you've just had a punch in the nose over christmas dinner Mm -hmm. and you're sat in er right now you can listen to us back to back on soundcloud.com mqta radio if you're listening right now on soundcloud why not press the little orange love heart and we actually stay in the studio at the top of the hour to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round that we call Not For Your Mother. Not now, we get told mother. off on the Dark Matter digital network for reading out stories of a more adult nature. Yes. So we do that after the show. And you can only access this round if you go to our archives, <laughs> if you search for our show. You can't and we have us. many platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, yes. Spotify, BuzzSpot, Brussels Sprouts, Gasbox, Froggy Winner Caught In. Bacon Crisp. There's many Mothman. There's yeah. many, many platforms you can find us on. But your incentive to go and hunt us down is the fact that it's free. There's eight yeah. years yeah. worth of shows. And yeah. you get a round called Not For Your Mother that is laden with hot, globulous, sticky amounts of... In the windows. And many other wondrous things. Naughty. There you go. Heater and Sam were very creative this <laughs> uh, week. Yeah. 
This is our fans interacting yes. with one another. Heater, oh, of no. course, is in New York. Hello, Heater. He posted, Hi, do you know that, is it a mem that's going around where there's a little, there's a woman screaming. I call it Mimi's because Mimi's. I like it. Meme. So there's a woman shouting and screaming. I love the cat meme. And then there's a white cat in front of a plate of broccoli. Grumpy cat, <laughs> love it. And Heater has written with the screaming woman questions and then just below the cat answers. Nice. And then Sam put, why am I here? Yeah. And then the little cat was saying, I love this show. Yeah. Oh, But my the best God. one, this was yep. how far this went. This should go viral. The woman who's screaming and pointing is saying orbs. And the cat sat there going, dust. dust. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. That's I love amazing. It. We should put MQTA in the bottom right-hand corner because that's going to go viral. Yep. And every ghost hunter is going to post that on their wall. There we go. Michael has posted. Great show once Hi, again. Michael. Hi, Michael. Once again, kids, Kudos. I think that's Greek, so Saint What Nick. was that? He's posted Kudos. Great show once again, kids. Oh, oh kudos. 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 Kudos, Kudos. What's Kudos? I'm, isn't, that, isn't that something you have with cheese at the cinema? Isn't that some sort of dip and what? taco? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't done the research. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Some sort of Greek starter. It's like vine leaves wrapped don't in string. Don't want a Greek starter. You don't want a Greek starter. What's it's wrong with you? It's called Kudos. <laughs> no Greek starter. Let's go straight for the main, shall we? That's a non-starter. Bring the moussaka. We'll have it straight here. Bring that straight out. What's oh wrong my! With you? If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort Drink game, give I'll me some the, of them kudos. I'll have the, with some feta and some olives. <laughs> wow, two snorts for the price of one. That's two shots of Uzo. You Woo. can now take. You are lucky, lucky people. Brittany, also a follower and fan of the show, said, Hi, such, Hi, again. Sweetie. "Such an amazing show tonight." Deanna has posted. Hi, Deanna. An eight-hour day at work seems like it takes a week. A Friday night episode of MQTA seems to go by in five minutes. That's very true, isn't it? Thank you for the great show you put out for us tonight. You guys are the best in Friday night entertainment. We're the best in every night. We're the best in everything. Entertainment. You can also find me on my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s for the international paranormal society with a ninety-five thousand followers on there if you're looking for a stocking stuffer my books are available you can order those and they will arrive before christmas if you go onto amazon or any other good ebook site you can buy those that's mysterious minnesota mysterious midwest how to be a, a christian psychic ghosts and ufos connecting paranormal phenomena through quantum physics and many many more and just this week alone i've posted one of my lectures i did at menominee at the mabel Tainter. i'm sure they've never heard that before so that'll be fun for them to hear that for the first time (laughs) we're at the mabel Tainter theater mabel Tainter, by the way great name for a rock band i want to be in a 1970s progressive rock band called mabel Tainter. i can see that now but actually if you go to well i knew that was going to come at some point if you go onto YouTube, search for Adrian Lee, Ghosts and Hauntings of the Midwest. There's an hour-long lecture with all of the evidence that I did recently at Paranomicon in Menominee. And you can see that completely free, and you can see all the evidence and everything we're up to there. Would you like to tell our listeners what we do at 8pm Tuesday, every single week, week in, week out? We drink. 
Yep. Well, you might, just to take the edge off things. I do. But what's specific about the drinking you undertake on Tuesday over any other night of the on, week? On Tuesday, we all meet up on Facebook on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and we meet under one post that Adrian starts. I have a little thread. Yes. You have a thread, and then we turn on the Curse of Oak Island, and we have Gift Wars. It's the worst show. Sorry, Emma. it's the second worst show ever because yeah. we're going to come to the worst show shortly. It's yeah. the second worst show. Mm-hmm. We don't look at the show, do we? For the, Not much. For the content. It's playing in the background. We're having over 600 comments. Do There's you, a watch party taking place. Do you know how big that show has actually gotten from being... How crappy it is. So it's been. Is this how Britney Spears gets to number one? It's yes, so bad. That's exactly that it. People are watching it. Yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. like driving slowly past a car crash. T-shirts. There are um, advertising iPhone covers for Oak Island. I mean, it's crazy. Hats. They've done a George Lucas, haven't they? Is I, what they've done. Now I have. To I want t- action figures. Now I have to tell you what the Rick Lagina with detachable beard. Yeah, back home Billy comes really? with his own digger. The... I want a Laginus. I want a Gary with a metal detector and a little pocket you can put finds in. It yeah. comes with a collection of buttons, rusty you nails. You get a tunnel, and you get a tunnel, and you get a tunnel. Everyone gets a tunnel. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I was going to tell you is that everybody meets on Tuesday nights. At 8 p.m. Yep. And we have a blast. Yes. Yes. Come because and join us. It's a lot of fun. The rhetorical questions are... Fabulous. And the whole of the MQTA team is on there, posting comments. You can interact with us on there. This week, they found with a metal detector what they believe could be a 14th century masonry chisel. But we all know, of course, when they go to an expert, a uh, proper expert, they'll uh, find out that that was actually a back-end rod for a 1989 Cadillac DeVille. It was a beaver weenus. Oh, yeah, beaver weenus. They said the most exciting part of the new series was when they found a hole that was backfilling with water, so that was exciting. Yep. Uh-huh. This is archaeology, I might add, done with diggers, precise, detailed archaeology done with heavy plant machinery. That's quite remarkable, isn't it? And they need permits now. A series wouldn't go by, would it, where they don't need a permit to dig something up. Let's talk about the show that comes on afterwards. Because we do actually have a bit of a watch party for diehards that are self-depreciating. It's called the uh, Stingy and Bitey Show. Kings of Pain. I want to do a show called The Kings of Mild Irritation, which Uh, involves tick leeches and uh, the mysterious creature that is the Chigger. Which I still don't believe exists and is completely made up. They're awful. Let's start with that. Very briefly, they made two sexist, misogynistic oh, jokes that made terrible. me think that the 1980s had never happened. That was the Did first they? thing. Terrible, terrible anti-women jokes. It. it was unbelievable. They were in the middle of Africa in the plains, and one of them says, "Wow, this place is hot." And I'm thinking, "You're standing in the middle of the plains of Africa. What did you think was going to happen?" Then one of them said, "You know, if we carry on doing this, one of us could wake up and find ourselves dead." <laughs> They're either comic geniuses or they've no clue what they're doing, and I can't work out which one it is. They have no clue what they're doing. One of them turned to the camera and said that the hippopotamus was the most dangerous animal in the world, and uh, I disagreed instantly and said it was the mosquito. I think you'll find the mosquito kills millions of people 
every year. Having said that, I've never had a hippo bite, and I've never had anyone have to suck the venom of a hippo bite out of my bottom. You yeah. never had anyone suck the venom out of anything of yours. No, that is true. <laughs> Not through a lack of trying, I Yet. <laughs> the night is young. The night yeah. is young. Yep. And I'm basting everything in sugary jam substances in the hope that may happen. Begging the salamanders of the studio to come Yeah. Down. Maybe it's a gila monster by now. So I'm being attacked by a frog, am I? One of those vampire frogs you read so much about. The toothy frog. Toothy. There are some frogs that are carnivorous. Frogs are carnivorous. They, what? Eat, they eat worms and beetles. Well, they eat flies. Bugs. Well, that's carnivorous then, isn't it, at that point? So does a plant carnivorous? Yes, you can get carnivorous trap. plants. Yeah, I love them. They eat hamburger. So if you wish to join us, why would you not want... Well, it depends what you feed them. If you push something between them, they can't avoid it, can they? You could feed them anything at that point. Like your yeah. fingertip. Like a Cheeto or something, can't you? <laughs> It's one of those Cheeto fly traps that you read so much about. <laughs> At the end of the day, you can push anything in the lips, can't you? It's going to close up around it. It's just a reflex action. Like me. Sure. Yeah. We'll Cheeto. heard that. Mm. Okay. At the end of that round. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't want to be taken off air. No. Michelle's got two. Heather's on four. Nathan's on two. And I have a duck egg as we enter the first round properties. Let's Ghosts play I win. and hauntings. And remember, we don't do all. A mum was left gobsmacked. There's a great word, isn't it? Gobsmacked. A mum was left gobsmacked after the ghost of her dead sister apparently photobombed her on Snapchat. Kelly Green, 25, spotted the creepy figure lurking behind her whilst chatting at home alone in Barnsley in South Yorkshire. So her sister has a creepy lurker nature to her. That's nice, isn't it? I saw the picture with Bunk. Go. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can now have a shot wherever you are in the world. I will persist under heavy fire and I'll probably get a purple heart. Yeah. The mum of one's pal sent back a pic showing a spooky figure looming behind her right shoulder. Shocked Kelly believes it could be the ghost of her dead sister. The image shows a female with long blonde hair partially obscuring her face. A frightened Kelly spoke to her dad, Derek, about the alleged ghostly visit. Derek, a ghost hunter, then suggested it could be Kelly's miscarried sister, Jessica, oh, who died Lord. two years <sighs> before she was born. Kelly said, I was gobsmacked. She needs a thesaurus. I'm not freaked out or scared by it now, but I was a bit frightened at the time. I didn't know about the figure until my friend sent it back and circled it. I was shocked when I zoomed in. My dad was saying that it could be their daughter that died from a miscarriage. They lost a baby Good before Lord. I was born and called her Jessica. He was proud and happy oh. to see the figure. Kelly reckons the apparition has a look of me and my daughter about her. Or this could be the sibling <laughs> I never met. Kelly is part of Yorkshire-based ghost hunting team. Southwest Yorkshire Paranormal, along with her dad Derek and mum Stephanie. Then she should know better. The group conducts investigations across the Northwest, <laughs> particularly focusing on Yorkshire and Manchester. Nothing there, mister. Oh, that's the ghost of my sister. Go on to Facebook, more questions and answers with Adrian Ian. You can see for yourself Some bunk. whether that is bunkage <laughs> or whether her sister is looming large, lurking in a creepy manner over her right shoulder. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and the haunting? I'm recouping from your bunk. <gasps> Ooh. 
you're having a bunk recovery a process. Bunk attack. All right. So Steph Harper's two-bedroom house looks like a typical suburban home, but she believes there is a portal to the spiritual world Bunk. in her living room. I was going to say toilet, but... She's got know. a portal in her bathroom. No, in her living room. You I weren't paying say, attention. So she's in her living room, and someone's flushed There's the toilet portal. somewhere. Yeah. And a number two suddenly flopped onto Mr. the carpet. Yep, Mr. Clean pops up. <laughs> or the scrubbing bubbles. Wow. <laughs> I nice. know. Many, many come through. Well... The mom of four claims it has become a hotbed of paranormal activity with unexplained bangs, strange smells, Ooh. and spooky visions. That's a deviated Now the that's, norm. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> I've had that feeling before. <laughs> it was all the colors of the rectum. <laughs> Steph, 39, who lives in Flint, North Wales, with husband Colin and children Harvey, 14... Thomas, nine, Paisley, seven, first noticed the strange goings-on three months after she moved into the two-bed property in 2008. Recalling the first eerie incident, she explained, It was just me and Harvey in the house at the time, and he was tucked up in bed. All of a sudden, I heard all this violent banging coming from his room. How old was he then? Fourteen? Well, that can happen. Yeah. Don't Violent. come in. Don't come in, Mom. <laughs> Don't. Don't. There's an exorcism taking place. I put place. a sock on the doorknob. You shouldn't have come in. I'm not putting a sock on my doorknob. <laughs> Wasn't on his doorknob. <laughs> That's a basketball sock, by the way. You know, you guys Not one of those little that. ones. Not one of those socks you put mm-hmm. in your trainers and you can see no. your ankles. A proper full-length mm-hmm. tubed basketball sock. No. You have to stop that. Because all I've got in my head is that stupid Christmas song, Ring My Bell. That's not a Christmas Ring song. Ring My Bell. That's not a Christmas That's song. Not a it Christmas is song. for me. ding a ling a ling How's that Christmas? <laughs> ring bells. Your, ring your bells. <laughs> you associate ringing bells with Christmas. I'll ring your bell. I'll ring I'm your re- neck. <laughs> I'll throw my candy. Well, I'm out. I've nothing left. <laughs> I ran upstairs and found him fast asleep in his bed. Yeah, I know he was faking. Yeah. But the weird thing was the bed had been pulled about two feet away from the wall where it usually was. That's because of all the banging. <laughs> now, looking back, I realize it was the beginning of the haunting. <gasps> of course oh. it was. Not long after, just a month after Thomas was born in November of 2009, Steph became even more sure that she was sharing her home with something otherworldly. She continued, it's, it was in between Christmas and New Year, and we heard a few lar- loud knocking noises that couldn't be explained. I can explain them. Huh? It didn't sound like our house. You get used to the noises your own home makes. The bangs kept getting louder and louder because he was getting older and older. <laughs> closer and closer. <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> why, why am I here? <laughs> In the end, um, we went to my mom's house that night. The next day, Colin did some investigating and started tapping different parts of the house upstairs to see where the noise came from. He said it basically came from the banister. I'm sure it did. Did he end up tapping your mother? Oh. 
Since then, Steph said she and her family have experienced so many supernatural encounters that it is hard to recall them all. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also convenient. Not only will she hear crashes and bangs, but she also gets, mm, my favorite part, whiffs of peculiar scents, including one disturbing occasion, rotten flesh, and regularly notices her belongings going missing mysteriously. So the house smells of rotting flesh. Mm. Yikes. That's so not good rotten, news for anyone. Rotten. Nice ripe brie. Not good meat <laughs> that's been beaten. So you're saying the ghost of St. Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Colin had heard about. Oh, here's my favorite part. Colin had heard about spirit orbs. Oh. You're we welcome. don't do orbs. No. No yes. orbs. I have two of them and we're doing them. <laughs> <laughs> when spirits can be seen in the atmosphere through a camera after doing, With a flash. doing some research, dust. it's dust, dust. Uh, doing dust. some research and deciding to try to catch one on camera. Dust. So he was stood there for about 15 minutes and then we saw it, a blue orb flying up out across the screen, you know, like dust, dust. lots of dust. Releasing spirits. He blew the photo up after, and you can see a face in the orb. Or paradelia. Or you're matrixing. You're breaking whatever. my heart. Yeah. You're shaking my confidence. We also lately. call that bunk, by the way. You're bunking your own stories. Yeah, I don't care. Don't <laughs> care. <Who cares? laughs> Is this coming to an end anytime soon? Shut it. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like minus 10 at this moment? That could be arranged. Cares. I got candy to throw. Nice. I should put my protective goggles on this week. <laughs> Your headgear. My that head would gear. be hilarious. I don't want to get a swollen ear. Steph first meddled with the paranormal when she was a teenager. And guess what? That's right. Meddling. With Ouija's. Oh, well, she's Ouija's. only got herself to blame then. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly a mist came into her room. Uh-huh. I know. Yep. Yeah, it was a mystifying fart, I'd say. <gasps> but nothing happened. But that night, as I tried to get some sleep, some more mist came into my room, and it manifested as a figure standing over my bed. Isn't that nice? It's like Stephen King's The Fog. The fart. <laughs> There's the smell of rotting flesh yeah. right there. Hang on. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on, your grandmother's coming through. Look at that soldier. Oh, he's brought your granddad with him. Ick. Ick. He's got a gun with him. Lovely. <laughs> Let's have a look and see if any faces appear in this whole shark test. Did you say in the shark test? A roar shark? Horse shark test. Great. Great. I can see a face in this horse shark test. Well, she said, I didn't want to say anything that would upset or scare anybody. I suppose part of me didn't want to be mocked either. But now she has some stinky ghosts. There you go. Who are you going to call? Bunk busters. (laughs) (gasps) Good times. I should give you some points. Miss Morris, you're up to a rather slippery 
diaphanous, ethereal six. Michelle, Ooh. what do you have for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Downton Abbey's real-life house is swarming with ghosts, according to owner Lady Fiona. Lady the- Fiona? That was on Shrek, wasn't it? Yeah. That's from Shrek. Yep. Nice. The Countess of Carnivon, who owns Highclere Castle, where the hit ITV period drama and film is set, appeared on Chris Evans' breakfast show on Virgin Radio. As the pair chatted about the castle, Lady Fiona revealed her belief that it is haunted, saying, Well, I saw a ghost, so then I had the house blessed, because he didn't seem like a very happy chappy. He wasn't a very happy ghost. No. So I thought I'd rather not see him again, but there's quite a few ghosts. People have lived there for a long time. My husband seems unbothered. Unbothered? <laughs> I can't be bothered. Does this place look bothered? Does this bothered? Place look bothered? I'm a bothered. Like a ghost appears and we're like, just sat there like, and? Bothered. They're expecting us to run around and scream and pull yeah. our hair out and it's like, and? I'm going to raise my hand and say I've actually done that in my own house. Yes, Ooh, well, yeah. a ghost has appeared yes, and just you sat have. there and like, I'm done. I've heard a ghost and I was like, and? Well, and? one rubbed my feet and I was like, keep going. Oh. Yes, you did get a foot rub from the That's bony true. fingers of death, didn't you? Yeah. I didn't care, it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a ghost cat. You're hardcore, Morris, I gotta say. Hardcore. Ghost, ghost foot rub. Hardcore foot rub. Satan's foot spa for yeah. you. Bring it. The demonic entity of chiropody has arrived. I don't care. Terrible Get One to work. Satan's minions is pumicing the hard skin off your feet as we speak. I'm going to exercise once my feet look good. <laughs> good times, Morris. Hell's pedicure. Yeah. That's a good name. <laughs> Hell's pedicure. Like Father Jack. <laughs> it's a scythe. <laughs> Hell's pedicure starts with a scythe. There's the Grim Reaper standing at the door, scything off your toenails. What is those, what's that grinder thing called? <laughs> a grinder thing? Yeah. <laughs> wow. The stuff you make coffee with. Yeah. Lovely. No. A few of us have seen ghosts, and there's a ghost who's been sent to a yew tree by six bishops for 150 years. But nobody knows when the 150 years started. Chris replied, yew trees were places of worship, and that's why the churches were built next to yew trees. Lady Fiona said, there's an old church from the Anglo-Saxon times next door to the yew tree, and someone came and told me the yew tree is a thousand years old. So I'm just making sure it's propped up and the ghost stays in it. High Clare Castle was first used in Downton Abbey in 2010 and featured in all six seasons until the series came to an end in December of 2015. Nice. Yew trees are always associated with graveyards yeah. and the dead because they prefer shady areas and they take a very long time to go. To grow, to go, go to go anywhere. Grow, yeah. So yew trees, am I right in thinking that in witchcraft you would use a wand made from a yew tree or a, a broom? Is that where we're going with this? Yew trees always associated with graveyards and the dead. Mm-hmm. I shall give you some points. Michelle, you're on up to a rather resplendent four. I'm going to jump in very quickly in the <gasps> round of The Strange and the Bizarre. This story made me laugh. I thought this was very, very funny. A farmer has painted his dog in tiger stripes 
in an unconventional bid to scare off monkeys from eating his crops. What? Incredible images show the pet with black lines depicting him to be a tiger. So he's got his dog. This is in India. The man was chuffed by the results, but knew he needed a long-term solution and a more effective one. He got the idea from another farmer, but took things one step further by painting up his dog. So his poor dog, and it's a mutt, has painted. He looks. He's painted it up. Orange and black? Orange and black stripes. He told the Deccan Herald the paint was hair dye, and it lasted for more than one month, apparently. Oh. It's not the first time dogs have been used to depict different animals. According to Unilad, a cafe in China painted its dogs to resemble panda cubs. After some initial popularity online, it was heavily criticised. This is a great story. This made me smile. This dog has been painted with hair dye in India to keep the monkeys off of his crops. So the dog goes running around the yard, around the farm. The monkeys think, oh, my God, do tigers eat monkeys? I mean, Evidently, you ever seen a tiger I don't know. Climb a tree to get hold of a monkey? Look at the way that tiger's swinging from the canopy of the jungle. Well, I do know that in China or Japan, they also shave their chow dogs to look like lions. Yeah. <laughs> shave their chow dogs. This is hilarious. I was in India. I went into the jungle to take some photographs. I was living in Goa on the west coast. And the canopy looked fantastic. There'd been a monsoon. The sun had come out. The steam was rising through the jungle. As a bit of a photographer, I went in there, took some amazing black and white photographs, come stumbling out again. There were some native women there cutting leaves to put on their huts to use as roofs. And they said to me, you don't want to be going in there. And I said, why not? And they said, we saw a tiger in there earlier. Oh, God. You don't think, do you, in a foreign country, you don't go to Central Park and think, oh, I better be watching out for the tigers. You don't go to Epping Forest, do you, and think, oh, better be a tiger in there. Better not go wandering around. You don't think, do you? Just go wandering off blindly, thinking to yourself, when is there ever going to be a tiger? wandering around the undergrowth but there was it was india wow. i hadn't considered such things and it's all fun and games of course until an amorous male tiger comes along wanting shenanigans and then sees the dog painted up like a tiger right oh keep the monkeys off the crop or when will it stop we now enter the round that we call not for your mother which means you've come and found us somewhere in the ether that is the internet so thank you for being tech savvy thank you for coming to find us we appreciate that why not cut and paste the link and share that with the whole wide world why not tell all of your social media friends that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world these are the stories from around the world that are too rude to read out during our normal show but of course after the show we can do whatever we want Rudy, 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 Rudy. <laughs> Which means singing in a strange voice, different lyrics to what the beat is intended. If your mother's of a nervous disposition and doesn't like listening to the Beatles, you can remove her at any time. Some sort of hit to the back of the head could look like it was an accident. If there's small children in the room, some sort of poisoning like heavy metals of thallium, difficult to show up over a six-month period. You I could heard easily... an orange in a sock works. An orange in a sock. <laughs> Blanket party. Yes. <laughs> I think the lad from In Excess had experience with an orange in a sock. I just thought I'd share Whoa. that with you. It didn't go so orange. well for him, was it? No. Wow. Happy days. Mm. A bride-to-be's ring got quite a few weird responses when it was shared on Facebook. What is it with rings at the moment? Ring shaming. with rings. We did a story about a ring last week, didn't yeah. we? 
This must be a ring-themed month. The woman's bed was crafted from repurposed gravestones, which has certainly spooked members of the ring-shaming community. Would you wear a ring that's been repurposed from a gravestone? Yes. Really? Depends on whose. I guess uh, you don't know, do you, at that point? That means someone's had their grave wrecked, ruined, vandalised, destroyed, dug up removed I wouldn't go down that road a photo of the design features a central stone carved into the shape of a coffin but a user of that's it I'm ring shaming group said it looked like a haunted penis so not only is she used a repurpose what type of penises is she looking at yeah well hang on let me draw you a picture haunted how haunted a haunted haunted how I bet you've exercised a few haunted penises, haven't you, Michelle? Haunted hole. Haunted hole for haunted penis. Yes. Can you imagine? It's late at night. You hear a noise coming up the stairs. One step at a time. The door slowly creaks open. And there you go in full flaccid glory is one haunted penis. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim, coming to haunt your waking <laughs> dreams late at night. Be slapped. And wrap around my finger. Yeah. Being woken up in the middle of the night by a flaccid haunted penis. Yeah, it's angry. You'd have to get a priest in. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be... Flying know. around the place. Yeah, throwing your holy water everywhere. <laughs> you'd be anointing that with holy oil, wouldn't you, is what you'd be doing. Anointing oil. That's no. what you'd be doing with your... No. Wow. The woman uploaded images of the design, believed to be from the US, revealed it to her friends, and it was her friend's fiance's engagement ring, repurposed gravestone for an engagement ring. Nothing says love, does it? Like a repurposed gravestone. There's worse things like toenails and sperm. Well, we've, I, we've had all of that on this show in oh, ring form in some shape or another. I can't say oh. anything. I use repurposed gravestones for... I don't know. What do you call it outside when you put flowers around it? A rockery. Yeah. Yeah. You've got repurposed gravestones yeah. in your rockery. Yeah. And you wonder why you've got haunted dahlias. I don't care. You're being plagued <laughs> by phantom marigolds. Yes. All the way through the summer. Mm. A member of That's It, I'm Ring Shaming group said, I like the style of the ring, but the repurposed gravestone part, not so much. My house is already probably haunted. I don't need any more chance of a ghost showing up. Another commented, do you want ghosts? Because that's how you get ghosts. <laughs> I don't uh, know. A third asked, they knocked down someone's gravestone. What? Then one member joked, it was, to die for. Meanwhile, the funniest joke of them all was on Facebook when a member branded the ring as an effing haunted penis. <laughs> <sighs> I don't understand. Perfect that one. haunted ring, or what were they thinking? Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian, and you can see the repurposed gravestone engagement penis haunted ring. A sentence like you never it. thought you'd read out ever on the radio. You liked it, did you? It didn't look like a weenus. I've seen a weenus before once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How was Girl Scouts? Did you have a good time? 
<laughs> Bandcamp was great. Of course it Band was. Camp. <laughs> yeah, she spent a whole week playing the skin flute. Ooh. <laughs> Michelle was on the one note piccolo. Yeah. London's burning on a one note piccolo. It's Morris Cone. You leave my code alone. <laughs> yes, Michelle playing the one note piccolo at band camp sounds like Morris Cone. Yeah. Make me. It just goes on and on and on. Michelle, pull yourself away from the one note piccolo and tell us what you have tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother. Peep, peep. Mum to be, we're getting a little penis heavy and shaming heavy, but let's do it. You can never get too much. (laughs) (laughs) You say that, but I've got a bad back. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> Can't stop me. A mum to be through an elaborate gender reveal party with a show stopping cake announcing if she was having a boy or a girl. It's a boy! Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people have compared the design to something rude. Rude, rude. Instead, she went with a diamonds and denim theme for the party. Natural, natural classy, selection. Keeping yeah, classy, keeping it classy. Double denim, always double denim. Double always. denim, and it was a bra. Brar. A bra. <laughs> so double denim. It was a double barrel slingshot in denim. So they made a cake showing the woman's midriff, double yes. denim, bra, all done in cake form. Classy, yes, like with... I said. Madonna pearls. Yep. A gender reveal cake. Yep. Nice. Keeping it classy, which was reflected in the cake her mother-in-law ordered. It showed her torso, dressed in denim, wearing a diamond necklace, sporting a large bump. Nice. Into the third trimester, I believe. Yes. Yes. But a baby foot had been imprinted onto the stomach. Which people claim looked like a penis. It did look like it was trying to escape from the it jeans. It did. Yep, yep. Yes. One of her friends shared a snap of the cake to the Facebook group. That's it. I'm cake shaming. We One of ch- her we, friends we did We gotta it? check this out. Yep. Where it's racked up hundreds of comments. The theme was denim and diamonds. My friend said she couldn't stop laughing at this monstrosity. The mother-in-law ordered. (laughs) Denim, diamonds, and dick. (laughs) Solicitors to the stars. That's my attorney. Yeah. Isaac Dick. Dick. Cohen Denim. Richard. (laughs) For long. (laughs) The best attorneys in California. Yes. Yes. And she later confirmed the mum-to-be was expecting a little boy. Her it's post, a boy. It's a boy. See? Her post added it was a boy. A horrible blue cake color inside. Oh. Rather than being impressed with the intricate cake design, people have claimed the foot made them do a double take. Yes. It did look like someone had pulled their jeans on too quickly and things had taken a turn upwards for the worst. Like Ever happened some, to you? Something about Mary. Beans <laughs> <laughs> and breaks. Beans and breaks. Yeah. Yes, there'd been numerous times when the principal was about to walk into the classroom. Absolutely. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. 
see what happened there. Has your chewing gum ever got stuck? As my chewing gum, as my chicken skin, my chewing gum, they yeah. never got stuck in what? Your zipper. Your zipper. There was a time, yeah. Oh. I would tell you right now, you only ever do it once in your life. Yeah. It doesn't happen for a second time, right, Nathan? <laughs> he is agreeing. You only ever do it once. Never happens twice. Who helped you get the zipper back down? Well, I was crying. I must have been about 12. And the zipper was done up fully. And you could see the chicken skin poking through the teeth. The chewing gum. The chewing gum was there. And I'm crying to my mum. I caught myself in my flies. And my mum said, what do you want me to do? And she said, why don't you wait for your dad to come home? Well, it's about 4.30. I've got another two hours Aww. for that to come. I'm not sitting there for two hours. Looking at your chicken looking skin. Looking at me chicken skin poking through, <laughs> all bubbling up. I did what any 14-year-old boy would do in that situation. I just gritted my teeth and pulled it back down as hard as I could. Yanked it. Yeah, and then I showed all my friends at school what I said were teeth marks. So anything oh, ended. nice. Yeah. Well played. I got a, I used a midget. To, well, my mum went and got a bag of frozen peas, and I used a bag of frozen peas in a way a bag of frozen peas should never be used. And now mm. you like mushy peas, don't you? Mushy yes. peas. Dinner time was very quiet that evening. Was <laughs> it? Yeah. Can you imagine my dad who's had a hard day at work I come through the door? Peas. You better go in and see to your son. He's got his chicken skin caught in his zipper. All he wants is a sit down and his slippers and a cup of tea. Proud of you, boy. I don't understand. I mean, I don't want my dad or my mum down there. Either way, I wasn't happy. No. I just gritted my teeth and just went for it. Yeah. And we didn't have a bleeder, so that's good news for good everybody. Good news, good yeah, news. Everyone was happy. God. Anything else you want me to put on national radio? No, that's all You're right. happy with just that at the moment, yeah, are you? Yeah, pretty good. Chewing gums, chicken skin, go on. Yep. Nice. One person said, oh, it's a foot. I thought it was a penis. Another Whose penis said, has got five toes on the end of it, yeah, by the way? well, there's five. Wow. <laughs> Unless you've got four, in which case you'll never wear the flip-flop sandal again. It's just flip. Flip. Or oh, flop. Flip. Well, it was a French inventor, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Philippe Flip. <laughs> it took me quite a while to realize that foot was not a penis. That's a penis. It's a boy. One person joked, that's one big willy. Someone else thought, weirdly placed foot penis. Someone got that, by the way. When that cake was divided up and everyone got a penis. Yeah, someone, someone got the weenus. Someone would have got the weenus. I never get a foot. No, make oh. a wish. It's only usually four inches. Well, St. Nicholas's bones. Oh! Well, it is Minnesota. <laughs> Every wrinkle's an inch, though, sweetheart. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I don't think anyone else in the room could tell. <laughs> the first thing's admitting it to yourself. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to persist, despite everything that's going on in the background. A sex-mad duck. Duck? Duck. A sex-mad duck had to have its penis removed after it became traumatized when he tried to mate ten times a day. What? Randy Dave the duck became Randy injured. Dave. Randy Dave. That's terrible. Randy Two Dave. First names. His name's Dave. Where does he live? He lives in Britain, in Torquay on the south coast near oh. Devon. Randy Dave the duck became injured after refusing to stop mating with his pond friends Dora Frieda and Edith. Maybe oh. they were sexy. It's the three graces. They were wiggling their little 
duck butts at him. And, yeah. Uh, I like duck butts. He had the sun on his wings. There was uh, birds tweeting in the trees. Yeah. And he decided to plight his troth. But rather too, uh, too much, unfortunately. The excessive mating only came to an end after Dave's penis became traumatised. And his owner, Josh Watson, 39, intervened. Ah. Duck owner Josh from Talky Devon took Dave to the vet where his manhood was removed. You can do that? Poor little bugger. You can do that with ducks because they don't wee out of their willy. What do they wee out of? Well, everything comes out. Well, ducks and birds are unique in the fact that eggs, wee and poo all came out the same hole. Which is unique because that doesn't happen in the Well, where does that shoot from then? What does what shoot from? Their weenus. Well, their weenus is only used for mating. It's not used for urine. I know. Where does it come from? It's kind of tucked up under the feathers, but if you squeeze a bird in a certain way, it will pop out. I have had experience of this. Like whack-a-mole? No. My parents used to own ducks. If you picked up a male duck and you kind of squeezed it in the right place, for me personally, I always thought a duck's willy looked like a piece of macaroni. It's like a little sack. I've never seen one. Well, we're going to go into graphic detail now, so you're going to be educated in the ways of a duck's weenus. Excellent. Yeah, you can't say you don't leave this show with more than you arrive with. The poorly animal was also prescribed antibiotics and painkillers, and with the vets telling Josh and his partner to wash his penis daily. And the duck as well, apparently. If they cut it off, how can they then say wash it in a bowl of water with soap and water? Can you some... Can you wash it a little longer? Liquid soap. <laughs> He's been in there for an hour scrubbing away. It's going to be clean as a whistle. Male ducks like Dave have corkscrew-shaped penises with ridges and backwards-pointing like pigs. flesh. That yeah. is true. In my experience, though, it looked like a sack, like a little bit of macaroni. Oh. At full length, the duck's penis can reach 20 centimetres. How big is that? Six inches. Give Ooh, or take. That's... Bigger than many men. And exists, well, compared to its body size, that's quite impressive. It's quite large. And exists within a sack in its body. There's too much detail in this. Highlighting the importance of checking the duck's willy, veterinary clinic, Highcroft rabbits, small mammal and exotic pets shared a picture of Dave's willy. So they pictured this poor duck not only goes Did to the vet. Did they black out his eyes? Yes, he had a yeah. rectangle over his eyes. <laughs> And then they were put in Facebook jail for showing a duck's willy, apparently. Oh, good God. Oh, man. It read, I'm afraid this post will make 50% of our followers wince, but it's important. Nevertheless, Dave the Duck was referred to us recently after he got himself into a little pickle. Dave lives with lots of females, and he pays a lot of attention to the female ducks. This resulted in his penis becoming traumatized and infected. A duck's penis is only used for mating, not urination. So Dave underwent surgery to remove it. There you go. He's all out of luck now. I can't. I feel bad (laughs) for him. He's all out of luck, or he can't have a Donald Duck. See what I did there? I'm really sad for him. If you wish to go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers, you can see a Duck's Willy for yourself. It's all there in graphic detail. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Poor Dave. Can no longer pleasure the women in his pond. He was just looking for a little pond. He couldn't organise himself. He has too much going on. He tr- he basically rubbed it away. wonder how the lady ducks feel. Well, I'm probably they're relieved, <laughs> I would suggest. <laughs> when ducks mate as well, they peck at the back of the neck of the female oh. ducks. All their feathers get removed. It does put them in a bit of a state. 
poor little bugger. I feel yeah. sorry for him and his women. Yes. Same as Willis. Yes. But like I say... Gone now. Yes. But it doesn't affect urination. Is that a specialty? What? Like, duck willy? Yeah. What are you thinking of? Duck some tongues? sort of fondue or something? Yeah. You're thinking of a fondue. A duck's willy fondue. Yeah. I shall look into it. I haven't done the research. What sauce would you have with that? Or does it make its own? Duck, duck sauce. Duck's orange sauce and duck willy fondue. Coming yeah. your way, Miss Morris. What yeah. have you got for me in the final story of the night? In the round. That obviously we call not for your mother. I don't remember. Did I tell... What story did I say last week? You can't even remember. <laughs> what story it was a tape, I, <laughs> I thought it was a tape... this one is good. Tape worms, I think, if I remember. What did I say in the last round? No, though? it was about the wee on the plane. Oh, the old dang t- The old yes. guy. Sucking urine. Sucking that urine out. Oh, a... but I like that one. No. I wanted to tell it again. You can't no, read it out. we're not twice oh man do you remember there was a chinese man on an airplane he was sucking away well the someone sucked it were... he had a full bladder and he couldn't urinate and there was a doctor is there a doctor on board i'm an aromatherapist does that help all right now i have to tell two stories two for the i'll make them one. quick oh god y'all have seen this Right? Yo, I don't know. You tell y'all, me what it is, and I'll let you. Y'all know. have seen this, haven't you? It's about some bum sunning. Oh, oh, oh bum sunning. Perineum. Yeah. Get yes. it in the sunlight. Taint. Burn your tanning. balls. Taint tanning. Can I rub some suntan lotion into that for you? Taint right. Taint burn. Taint. Yes. Yes. Social media users have been left lost for words after a woman's post about a little-known practice of perineum sunning. Went viral. <sighs> Can you imagine you doing that in your backyard and the neighbours looking? There you go. <laughs> Shove that up your bum. She's my brown-eyed girl. Not Do anymore. Do you remember no. when? No. Ooh, that's a sun enema. Sun enema. Yeah, I ever had one. Never. Yeah, I don't think. Wait a second. You have two. I've never had an enema. When did you think oh, that happened? Oh, I get that confused with your sack cracking ring. Well, there's nothing in common oh, with the no, two other than no, the fact that it's happening no. in the downstairs <laughs> region. I didn't know if you bleached the chocolate starfish and made it white chocolate or what? Hang on. <laughs> You've got confused with an enema, a sack cracking ring, and a bum bleaching. It's all going on down there. Granted, they're all in the same <laughs> geographical area, but there is a big difference. A if I went to get a bum bleach and I ended up with an enema... <laughs> no, I'm out. Done. Shelly out. Is there a story in here trying to get out? Not really, no. It's going to be a long show, mister. <laughs> Megan took to Instagram to share a very X-rated photo of herself laying flat on her back in the great outdoors holding her legs in the air with her arms out to get some rays on an area where... You know, someone's got a pair of binoculars and they're looking straight up at your breakfast. According to the popular saying, the sun <sighs> usually doesn't shine, but unfortunately, or fortunately, it did that day. The California resident explained she begins every day with five minutes of exposing her ass Why would she to the to, sun. To the neighbors. <laughs> It's some weird porn thing. This is what I think of you. There was a, <laughs> That's what it is. The next door neighbor was short-sighted and he parked his bicycle. Oh, God. <laughs> winky, winky. It, it, she claims 
that she leaves, wasn't smoking a cigar. It leaves her so energized. She's been able to ditch the coffee. So if you want to get off coffee, stick no. your ass in the sun. Put your ass in the sun for five minutes every morning. No. You're good to go. I prefer coffee. She also said it has drastically improved her sleep, but told others it should not be done to tan your butthole. Imagine burning your ass. That is not the intention of the practice. Who wants to tan that? Isn't it dark anyway? Isn't it going to be an itchy old ring, isn't it, if you get that peeling? Especially if you burn your... That's a sensitive Would part you of your Would you peel butt. the skin off your butthole? God, you know your friends were at that point, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's right. Can you rub some sunscreen on my ass crack? There you go, Michelle. Lovely. <laughs> Here comes the sun. And which, <laughs> which goes best? Is it the aloe? Yeah? Yeah, I'd put yeah. aloe on my ass. Yeah, aloe on your ass, or is it the coconut butter? I'm not going anywhere near coconut butter. <laughs> I'm just saying. Coconut. The post was shared by another user to Twitter with the caption... People out there butt-chugging sunlight, racking up more than 90,000 likes and 2,000 comments. And it's fair to say people had some thoughts. Ready? No way. Mm -hmm. That's really unusual because people on Facebook don't have opinions <laughs> and thoughts normally. They just they, let it ride. They never post them. Never. <laughs> well, can someone please oh, pass on to me the study showing the 30 seconds of butthole sunlight... <laughs> Butthole sunlight. Is equal. Isn't that a song by Savage Garden? Or <laughs> just let me know if that's equal to a whole day of non-butthole sunlight. Is this what my cat has been studying its entire nine lives? Is the butthole sunlight ritual? Look, I can sharpen me pencil. I feel like this would negatively impact my relationship with my neighbors. Now, just do it on your balcony. Or your not. On one hand... We got kicked out of Como Park. Yeah. yeah. That is... The dippiest naked yoga practice I ever seen, but on the other, <laughs> Megan likely gained 9,000 new followers from that post because she was showing her ring to the sun. <laughs> I mean, you can't buy that kind of exposure. The irony of is the butthole. The of irony the of all of this is that the entire circle of yoga poses is a worship to the sun god. So all of the and yoga the poses is that's why they say that yoga is a pagan exercise and Christians and Catholics shouldn't do it. Because right. yoga is worshipping the sun god. This is rather ironic, I feel. Mm -mm. Who knew that we'd be experimenting with irony on this show this late on in the evening with Morris drunk? What? what? You keep going. Yes, practicing mindfulness and meditation and getting your dose of vitamin D in your notabits is beneficial for mental and physical health. But you don't need to damage your skin. How many times has your mother said you need to get that just air? Just put it in your starfish. Get the air on it. Put a bit of air around your flu. And now... A continuation of the story. So oh, it, it the rest on. of the story. Ready? This is what happened later. Someone's Wait. burnt their ass cheeks, haven't they? I'm going to go. Don't you think you've had enough, sweetheart? Mm? Don't you think there's enough blood What'd in your you alcohol say? supply? <laughs> what did you say? One more? Okay. Yeah, I said one more. If it helps you get through the story. <laughs> I'm going to need it. Oh. After Josh Brolin, who I love, 
from the Young Riders series way back when. I think it only had two seasons. Didn't last very long, but he was cute in it. Anyway, actor Josh Brolin has a message for today's youth. Tanning your taint isn't a good idea. The actor learned that hard lesson a few days ago after he engaged in perineum sunning, a new trend in which people's exposure to <laughs> the, the area between the anus and the sex organs, or taint, to the sun, according to the New York Post. One practitioner Look at who in the called, neighbor's yard. Look at all their perennials. <laughs> yeah. Comes up every morning. Every oh. year. Yes, yes. Well, it wasn't such a hot idea. He admitted on Instagram this weekend, and he hopes others don't make the same mistake. Try this perineum sunning that I've been hearing about, and my suggestion is do not do it. As long as I did. Anyway. My oh, pucker that, hole he's pucker. is crazy burn. <laughs> he's burned his ass ring. His ass is burned. <laughs> and I was going to spend the day shopping with my family. And then cycling. And instead, I'm icing. <laughs> so he's icing his, his starfish. That's right. He's putting ice. The frozen starfish. On his tea towel oh, holder. It's dead. Yes. He's managed to frost his balloon knot. Yes. Lovely. His shocker area. Shocker. Yeah. Don't you know about the shocker? Let's no. carry on with the story. The bar's going to close. Later. Well, he's icing it and using aloe and burn cream. You wouldn't want to use the ice after him, would you? Because. You'd be first. Yes, because of the severity of the pain. I don't know. Who the fuck thought of this stupid wow. shit? But fuck you nonetheless. No. <laughs> Controversial. I didn't say it. He did. Josh Brolin. I've just got this image of the young him writers. with his he trousers down, Josh. sticking his ass in the freezer. Josh. Mad. Can you imagine you're in there? You've literally you've got your pants down and you're sitting in the freezer, the chest freezer. Yeah. With all your frozen vegetables, mm. your uh. Christmas turkey, everything's in there. Uh -huh. And you're chewing gum. And you're chewing gums. Getting yeah. stuck to the side of the freezer. Pan full of aloe. Now, wow. just one quick thing. Oh, it says this area God. is vulnerable for two reasons. Which everybody would know that. It's not used to the sunlight. Yeah, it never sees the sun. Number one, it is an area that has not received much sun exposure. Ever. And it's tender like the anus of a pug dog. Thus it would be lacking in the body's normal response to the sun exposure that protects it from future sunburn. Which is producing a pigment. Number two, it is sensitive skin to begin with so any burn in that area may be more significant and more uncomfortable. So watch your taint. Do it. You leave this show with more then you arrive with us in the air, or I just don't care. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. Tonight is myself. I get a corpse smoothie and a punch in the nose. So I look forward mm. to that on the way out. I only scored myself two points. Tonight in third place with three points is Nathan. He gets a Greek salad with olives, feta, and a greasy Turkish wrestler's jockstrap, so good luck mm, with that. In second place tonight is Michelle. She scores herself six points. She gets a portal potty, so one flush, and her store appears in another plane of existence. 
which is manna from heaven. She's got the Buck Rogers toilet. Yep. One yank and it's gone. (laughs) In first place tonight is Heather Morris, who scores herself a wonderful, resplendent seven points. She's winning the $33,000 IR camera. She gets a Hell's pedicure and a dog painted up to look like a monkey. Nice. I love it. Everything's coming your way. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show. And feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can now jump over to SoundCloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio and you will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth. And if you've enjoyed what you listened to tonight... Go to Patreon.com, and for a single dollar, you get to see us. We're going to wave to the video camera in the studio right now, and you get to see us as well. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Michelle Corrie, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. We are the very best in paranormal news, radio, entertainment, the light before the darkness just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interested good night